Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth take a stand and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his anointed, saying, Let's break their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. He who sits in heaven will laugh. <laughs> the Lord will have them in derision. He will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his wrath. I have set my king on my holy hill Zion. I will tell of the decree, Yahweh said to me. You are my son, and I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will give the nations for your inheritance, the utmost parts of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, you kings. <laughs> be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve Yahweh with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Give sincere homage to the sun, lest he be angry and you perish on the way. For his wrath could soon be kindled. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. Psalm chapter 2 is one of the psalms that has no title to it. doesn't say who wrote it, but this is a psalm of David. We know that because in Acts chapter 4 verse 25, Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost and he quoted from this psalm and he said these were the words of David. So here we have another psalm of David. And in the last psalm, he was comparing righteous and wicked people. And in this psalm, he's comparing righteous and wicked nations. <laughs> and he's saying that these, there are these nations, there are kings of nations that say, we don't want anything to do with the Lord. And they, they throw off God's ways. They want to do their own thing. God laughs. And then he gets angry and says, that's enough. I have installed my king in Zion. Now, who's the king? Christ. What's Zion? The church. And he says, I will rule them with a, with a rod of iron. Elsewhere, Psalm 72, I think, it says that he would extend his scepter, that's the rod, through Zion, which is the church. That was Psalm 72, Psalm of Solomon. So in this psalm, it quotes, it, it, there's a quote that comes from Hebrews. In verse 7, it says, You are my son, today I have become your father. So in this psalm, we find Jesus. Jesus is here and God says to him, you are my son, I am your father, ask of me and I will give the nations to you as an inheritance, the ends of the earth as your possession. There are kings out there and right now there'd be someone like President Putin, but there are plenty of people in this category who think that they're in control. They do what they want. They have no regard for God's ways. God may laugh temporarily, but then in the end he says to his son, you're my son, Ask me and I'll give you these nations. Now, how does the son ask the father for these nations? He gives it to us to ask. It's our job. So we go before the father and we say, Lord, give us Russia for Christ. May the gospel have power in Russia, but not just Russia. <laughs> there are lots of places that need the gospel. That, that's an obvious one right now because of the war going on. And we all realize that there's real needs there for the gospel. But there are lots of places that need the gospel. But God said to his son, ask me and I will give the nations. And so the Lord puts things in our hands. And he says, all authority on, in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. So it's our job. Our job to go. Our job to pray. So the nations are the Lord's. 
It's our job to ask the Father that these nations be given to Christ. Long time ago, there was a, um, a famous reformer called John Knox. So this is in Scotland, and um, you know the, the the body of Christ had gotten to quite a terrible state. Catholicism, um, which was the majority of Christianity at the time, had gotten to the point where it had fallen away from the Bible. You know, there were many things they were doing which were good and many things that were not good. And the Lord brought about these reforms through Martin Luther. And one of the reformers was John Knox, a Scottish man. And um, John Knox was a fiery brother. And at the time, the Queen of England was Queen Mary. And she said, now she was Catholic. She was trying to preserve the old way of doing things. John Knox, he was a reformer. He was trying to bring about, you know, let's read our Bible. Let's put in place what the Lord is saying. And um, this is what Queen Mary said. She said that there was nothing she feared more than the prayers of John Knox. And I thought that's an example right there of Psalm chapter 2. Queen Mary is a woman who throws off what the Lord wants. Now, she, she was someone who did believe in God, but she was throwing off the thing that the Lord was doing, she wanted nothing to do with it. And yet, here's John Knox figuratively saying to the Lord, give me, Lord, this nation for, my, for, for an inheritance. It's not our inheritance, it's the Lord's inheritance. And Queen Mary recognised, there's nothing I fear more than the prayers of John Knox. Well, I'll tell you what, there's nothing that rulers of this, these, the nations in the world today should fear more than the prayers of God's people. I realised years ago that that um, when communism fell in the you know in the mid eighties, the Berlin Wall fell, and uh, then in the nineties, communism was really collapsing. All of that has got historical explanations. You know, historians explain why, but the one thing that never seems to get accounted for in history is prayer. And I know that Brother Andrew was going all through those Eastern European countries, and he was visiting communist churches, uh, churches in communist countries, and. He was coming out and he was going all through America and saying, pray. And there were millions and millions of people all around the world praying for the fall of communism. And so the Lord answers prayers. And I know right now, when Russia invaded the Ukraine two months ago, as of when, it's 61 days ago from the day that I'm making this video, and uh, it'll be more than that by the time you're watching it. It'll be maybe three months by the time you're watching it. And uh, I know what happened in that day millions of Christians started praying. Now, Russia on paper had the third or the fourth best army in the world. The Ukraine had an army that wasn't expected to repel them. But I tell you what, millions of people praying. <laughs> I, I'm astounded at what's going on. It, you know, I'm astounded in multiple levels. I'm astounded at how terrible and evil it is. And that's one of the reasons why we, we pray. And that's the love of God being extended you know, through his church. And of course, there are Christians there who are, who are doing acts of mercy on the ground. Thank God for them. Um, but millions of people praying. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, it makes us spiritually, it changes the situation. And, you know, no one expected that Russia would, would be so held up, so inhibited, so delayed, so, you know, struggling like they are. I, it's very hard to measure the effect of prayer in these types of circumstances, but we know millions of people praying. And I think of Psalms, I think of the Lord, you know, just, he looks at a, 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 an evil ruler and um, like President Putin, he might initially laugh, but then he, then he, then he, he gets angry. 
And then his people are praying, Lord, give us this nation as our inheritance, Russia. You know, we should pray for Russia. We'll do it right now in a minute, that, that the gospel will have power in that land and, and, and that centuries of darkness will be brought to an end and the light will be brought in that will change things permanently. So in Psalm 1, we learn that the Lord blesses righteous people. But in Psalm 2, we, le we learn that the Lord blesses righteous nations as well. Father, I ask for the gospel to have power in the earth, in the nation of Russia. Lord, I pray that you would move among its people. I pray that what's going on now would cause them to cry out to you. I pray that you'd remove, Lord, evil in the political system of Russia. And instead, Lord, you'd bring in fairness, justice, truth and grace. And Lord, not just for Russia, but for all nations. And Lord, in the Ukraine, as they're suffering, be with its people. And Lord, all around the world, Lord, let your hand be upon nations. Lord, we ask for nations to be your inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen.